Today on 10-Minute Warning, COVID strikes again. A week four game will now be moved. We talk about where I was wrong. Come on, say it. Say it. And where Harrison was right. That's right. And we cover even more gambling predictions. Because I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I'm coming over there. Welcome into 10 Minute Warning. My name is Harrison Hartzog. And I'm Ian Price. Ian? Yeah? The Panthers won on Sunday. I know. You should be excited. No. No? I am not excited. Why? Because all I wanted out of this season was a failure of a football team. For one reason. To get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The one reason every team at the bottom of the fucking pack Wants to lose so they can get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And guess what? They won. They won. (laughs) They chose to go and play one of the not so great teams in the league, but still almost beat the fucking Chiefs. (laughs) And then come in and decide to, hey, we're going to actually play defense today. We're going to win a fucking football game. Yep. And that's what happened. And I'm pissed because all I wanted was Trevor Lawrence out of the season. And... Most likely now we won't get him because now the Panthers probably have some energy under their belt. All those young players on the team and new head coach, they want to win some games now. They're not used to that losing feeling. Are you complaining to me about winning? I'm complaining to you about winning. Last week you got a rant because your team is losing, and now I'm ranting because my team is winning, and I don't want them to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not giving up on my season. I'm not looking for Trevor Lawrence yet, but – I would like a win. So I know grass you would. looks greener. Yeah. Over here at 0 and 3, it's not great. Well, we got 1 and 2 and it's not great. By the time this airs, the Broncos might be 0 and 4. Yeah. That's true. But that one loss hurt us in my opinion at least. There's probably some Panther fans out there like, "Good, we didn't waste the season." Yeah, we won a game. We won a game. It'll probably be our one game we win and get like the third pick and get some mid-round draft pick cuz our coach doesn't know how to draft and <sighs> I'm frustrated. I could see you guys going 8-8. Eight and eight. I wouldn't mind that as much because then it would mean, okay, the talent we have is pretty good, and then we go and Just get, not Trevor Lawrence good. Just not Trevor Lawrence good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can still get a decent draft pick, maybe do kind of like how the Chiefs do where they went and got a great running back in the late rounds. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that happens. So I would rather draft at the end of the round or the beginning of the round. But something about being in that middle, I never like it. Now you're telling me doing fantasy drafts. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do a little trivia? Give it to me. All right. Let's say that again. <laughs> you know what's wrong? Give it to me. It just sounds weird. Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah, right? All right, say it again. You want to do some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. This NFC quarterback who holds a ton of passing records has now attempted the fewest passes in the league through three weeks. Ooh, NFC quarterback? NFC quarterback. Does he have to have been healthy for all the games? Yeah. He does? Well, he's thrown the fewest amount of passes through three games. But he could have been injured through like the first game. This player did play. This player did play. Okay. <sighs> NFC quarterback that's thrown the fewest amount of passes. Is it uh, Drew Brees? Yes, correct. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. 
Oh, man, hold on. I just I thought about that because Alvin Kamara's been going off, and so that was my putting two and two together. Yeah, well, because – and he's getting all these comparisons to Peyton Manning. Yeah. So they're going to be looking for ways that the passing game doesn't live up because mm-hmm. it really feels like a lot of people are trying to paint that narrative. They're going back to, like, 2015. They're taking out all their articles about Peyton Manning, and they're just crossing out Peyton Manning and writing Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees' father, Archie – oh, that didn't work. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's see. I think I got one more for you. Okay. This longtime NFC wide receiver is in sole possession of second place on the all-time receptions list. All-times receptions list. This is the number two player on the all-time receptions list, and they are currently playing in the league. Ooh, I feel like I should know this. Mm-hmm. This should be an easy one. You should. This is an easy one. Is it Larry Fitzgerald? Correct. Okay. Ding, ding, I, I just went with the ding, oldest ding. receiver I knew that was still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Antonio Brown. All right. And our last trivia question. This quarterback came into the game in week three and became the first with three passing touchdowns in the final seven minutes of regulation in a win since Uh-oh. Joe Montana in 1989. This one's easy. And I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah. Who is not on the Eagles. Yeah. Way to go, Eagles. <laughs> Carson Wentz can't complete a sentence. The worst completing percentage in the league. And they had a guy that took him to a Super Bowl and said, no, nah, we don't need him. We got the future right here. I still agree with that decision. I do, too. I mean, you have to go with younger talent that's looking good. You got to go with the guy. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles did it once, but. Carson Wentz got him there through the regular season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got he wanted to get him into the playoffs. So speaking of Nick Foles, mm-hmm. he's a starting quarterback for the Bears going forward. Yes. Um do you think that's gonna last? I don't know. I I think we jumped on the bandwagon pretty quick mm-hmm. after one game. It was against the Falcons who were known to blow the leads this season. But I I have faith in Nick Foles. He, yeah. He's got receivers, and I think that's what he was – well, I mean, obviously he got injured in Jacksonville. He's got Allen Robinson who's trying to feel appreciated in yeah. Chicago, yeah. I think, I think he's Miller. got a chance. He's got a good chance. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a good chance at making Jimmy Graham fantasy relevant. Oh, yeah, for sure. Jimmy Graham came out of nowhere and was like, all of a sudden, it looked like his old days. Mm-hmm. Catching balls left and right when Nick just Foles came out. One-on-one with receivers in the end zone going up forward and just snatching it. I mean, his targets went up. It was clear that Mitch did not want to throw to tight ends, and Nick Foles is, like, not afraid to throw to a tight end. Yeah, that's all he did in Philadelphia. Again, thank you, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to do the rest of the news? Yeah, let's do it. So Joe Montana, you know who he is. Yeah. Chiefs quarterback, 49ers quarterback. Heard of him. Heard yeah. of him, yeah. I figured you might have. Well, over the weekend, a lady broke into his Malibu home. What? And I don't want to know if you say kidnap, but she got hold of his nine-month-old granddaughter, was holding her, and luckily did not escape the house with her because Joe and his wife saw her somehow. I'm sure they have some high-tech security system that's like, someone's in your house. Yeah. And just came, and there was an altercation, and they got their granddaughter back. But the lady was arrested. But crazy story. So, wow. So he just comes downstairs, or somebody does, and yeah. 
There's just some lady holding the nine-month-old baby girl. Some crazy lady, yeah. Their granddaughter? Granddaughter. Wow. That's wild. It is wild. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, you got to be lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Because she got out the door. I mean, you're talking, obviously, holding her for ransom. People are and crazy. Stuff like that. Yeah. Do we know if it has anything to do with him being Joe Montana? Or is it just a coincidence? Like, she's just looking for a baby to hold. They didn't say anything about that. I mean... I'm sure she had to know who lived there. I mean, she was going through Malibu. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably a chance it was because even if she didn't know it was Joe Montana, she knew it was somebody with money, somebody with money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, in a crazy sneak into someone's house and hold their baby type way. Right. You know, and then after that, uh, quick COVID update over the last first game is moved. Our first game is moved. Yeah. So the Tennessee Titans came back from their last game against the Minnesota Vikings and everyone started catching COVID. Yeah. I mean, like it's like three cases, four cases. Was it like 11? Yeah. There was another one today that they found out about. It's a climbing number so far. I don't think the, the Vikings don't have any yet. Do they? The Vikings do not. There's not been any word of the Vikings having any COVID cases, but I mean, still it's affecting the league. We got our first game canceled and, who knows how this unravels? Well, not canceled, postponed. Postponed, sorry. Yeah, they're uh, moving the Steelers by week or something. Yeah, the game was canceled for Saturday as well, or yeah. Sunday. So if you play fantasy football and you have Steelers or Titans players and you live in some sort of hole, you need to replace them. Yep. It's basically like a bye week that you did not see coming. Mm-hmm. But you'll get them later on. What would be... I don't know what, what would be worse. It's like... The team just doesn't play, and you've got several players on that team for that week, mm-hmm. or you have somebody like Zeke Elliott or something, and they specifically catch COVID. Oh, it's got to be if a whole team, and you have a bunch of players from them, because that affects your whole yeah. lineup a whole lot more. Like, I mean, well, I that's Zeke, just for a week. If Zeke catches it, what is he out two? I mean, fourteen days of well, quarantine? Maybe not, because I mean, it seems like everyone's going to be back for the next week for Tennessee Titans. Yeah, well, because with the week off. If they caught it on Sunday, you take a week off. It's it's, it's like right at 14. Yeah, I right mean, at 14. I don't know. I think that uh, it could be bad either way. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're not trying to downplay the fact that these are real people with real lives. But we don't work with the team. We're not yeah. doctors. We're just two dudes talking about sports. So Yeah, I guess our opinions don't really matter. Right. <laughs> I hope nobody is like... The ten minute warning podcast. Yeah, insensitive about COVID safety. Did you hear what they said? Come at us. So, let's talk about being right and being wrong. Okay. I was mostly right on Sunday. I was mostly wrong. Feels <laughs> good. Um, hopefully you did not take my gambling advice because it didn't go well. Um, we got the over right. And we got the Bengals Eagles game right, but I got pretty much every call other than that, other than that, wrong. Yep. How's but that feel? I did have it feels not good, <laughs> but it also reminds me why I don't gamble. Yeah. Like I don't gamble either. I don't want to waste my money. I mean, you know, if I'm in the right state. Las maybe Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. But it just, you know, gambling's hard. It if, is I, if I was really good at gambling, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. No. I'd be I'd be out gambling. You'd be out gambling and living in your mansions. Having said that, we're going to try again this week 
to find some <laughs> good gambling picks, even though last week did not work out. Let us know in the comments whose side you're taking. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with... I have the Cardinals at three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Panthers, who we just got done talking about. Yep. Um, the over-under is 51.5. I'm not really taking that uh, over-under action. I really don't know how this game is going to go. I expect a lot of points are going to be scored, and I expect that the Cardinals will cover three-and-a-half points. I agree with that. I think the Cardinals will cover three-and-a-half points, but they've yet to score against any of their opponents over 50 points this year, so I think the 51-and-a-half is a little high. Okay, so avoid the over-under on that game. I think we both agree on that. It's yeah. just you don't know how the Panthers and Cardinals are going to play. The Cardinals are traveling to Charlotte. That's a long travel. Yeah, I mean – so, but the three and a half point favorite on the Cardinals, if that's what you have, give me that all day. Mm-hmm. And the, and the Cardinals just burned me last week. Yeah. So if I'm wrong this time with the Cardinals, I'm off on the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, can't if they take don't, them again. If they don't cover against the Panthers, why would you bet on them anymore? You know what I'm saying? Why exactly. would you bet on them to cover anything? Yeah. Um, Jaguars, Bengals. This one, I'm not really taking a team because. Both the Jaguars and the Bengals, I mean, maybe the Bengals are more, but they're hungry to win. Yeah. I could see either team winning. Um, both of these jungle cats look very formative. Mm-hmm. But I think that I don't see a lot of defense being played. I have the over-under at 49. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over, too, but I'm also going to take a team. Okay. I think the Bengals have gotten better each week. Yeah. And the Jaguars have recently taken a step back, it looks like. Uh So I think the Bengals will pull out a win this week. Yeah. Or at least they'll play till the very end of regulation. And tie. Yeah, and tie. Let's have that happen again. So let's see. We have the Seahawks at six and a half point favorites to the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Seahawks should cover this, but... What I'm really looking for here is, again, the over 53 and a half or 53 even uh, as the over under. I'm taking that because Seahawks Cowboys just had that big shootout. Yeah, Um, that happened like we thought it would. And even the Dolphins, when they played the Jags, Ryan Fitzmagic came out, put on a bunch of points last week. So I could see this being high scoring. I'll take the under. Okay, And the reason why is. The Dolphins did score a lot of points versus the Jaguars, but it was also the Jaguars. When they played the Patriots, it was a pretty low-scoring game. And I know that's a division game, so those typically happen that way. Yeah. But I think because Seattle has a really good defense, the Dolphins aren't going to score as many points. Seattle's defense has given up so many passing yards, like the 32nd worst. But they gave it up to the Dak Prescott. It's got three of the best receivers. I see the Seahawks giving up a lot of points but scoring more. We'll see. So yeah. we disagree on that one. Yeah. Okay. All right, finally. So are you taking <laughs> So are you taking the Seahawks to cover six and a half? Points? Yeah, I still think they'll cover. Okay. Um, Vikings Texans. I think this is going to be one of the best games to watch. I agree. I mean, it's a battle of unbeatens. Right. The Vikings really need to win. Excuse me, I said that wrong. It's the battle of beatens. <laughs> yeah. Um, both the Vikings and the Texans have to win. Yeah, one of them has to. I mean, somebody. No, the Bengals and the Eagles prove that. That you don't is have true. To win. You don't have to win in football. They're trying to make them win. Nobody's trying to win. Um, I'm taking the Vikings and I'm taking the over. 
The over is 54 and a half. I think the Texans and the Vikings, I mean, the Texans were bringing in Earl Thomas because they need safety help. So the defense isn't working. The Vikings yeah. haven't won because their defense is letting up points. 54 and a half. That seems easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm also taking the Vikings to upset the Texans at home. I think the Vikings are more desperate for this win. I think they see Aaron Rodgers balling out. I think the Texans will put up some points, but will not be able to bounce back. I think that the loss of DeAndre Hopkins is being felt in Houston, and it doesn't seem like something they're going to fix this week. So I'll take the over two because I don't think there's going to be great defense. Yeah. But I'm taking the Texans. And the reason why is the Texans have had one of the toughest schedules so far. The Vikings have not. The Vikings deserve their 0-3. I don't think the Texans truly deserve their 0-3. And I think... Well, because they played like the Ravens. They played the Ravens, they played the Chiefs, and they played the Steelers. Three most likely playoff teams. Yeah. Winning their divisions too. If I had to pick between Kirk Cousins and Sean Watson, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. As a leader. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think as much as the loss of DeAndre Hopkins has hurt them, they've still been close in those games. They haven't been, quote-unquote, blowouts. They weren't really close to the Ravens. I mean, like... The, the Ravens is the, the one. The score team. stayed close, but it never felt like they had a chance to win. Yeah. Well, yeah, they never had a chance to win. But And again, I've seen them somewhat progressively get a little bit better in every game. I mean, they took the Steelers down to the wire. Yeah. So I'll take the Texans. Okay. We'll see how that works out. I just think the Vikings, I've just got a good feeling about it, you know? It'll be a close game. Yeah, for sure. So what's our next one? We got the Steelers Steelers Titans. Our advice for that game, steer clear. You don't even know when they're playing it. Why would you bet on that game? What's wrong with you? Why would you even ask us about this game, audience? (laughs) But We also have uh, Bears Colts. So I picked this one because the Colts are favored in it. And mm-hmm. I think with Nick Foles, you got to ride that magic a little bit. And I think they'll actually come out and win. So I had the Bears covering. This line actually shifted um, once Nick Foles was named the starter. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking the Colts because they're at home. I think the Bears just had a little bit of magic. And I don't know how much magic Foles has left. But we'll see. I mean, the Colts' defense just came off a great performance, albeit it was against the Jets. Right. But they're feeling themselves a little bit. But they might be feeling themselves too much. They might be. Yeah. Um, I'm not picking somebody in this game. Okay. What's the over-under? 43? Yeah. I have under. Yeah, I would probably take the under, too. We just talked about in trivia how Foles... Scored like three touchdowns in seven minutes, mm-hmm. and then we're like, he's not going to put up any points. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a different story. It's not the Falcons. Okay, so those are our gambling picks. Let us know if you win any money. That's important because we obviously get a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can send that right to our address. We'll put that down in the comments. Yeah, we will give you our personal information yeah. for a meager amount of money for our bank cards. You're putting your bank card. I'm yeah. putting my address. Yeah. Who's putting their social? Well, I mean, obviously we put both. We want them to be able to tell who we are. Uh, We got to put both our socials on there. Yeah. You don't want to send it. There's so many Ian and Harrison's out there. You don't want to send it to the wrong ones. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So now that we're done talking about traditional gambling, let's talk about DraftKings. Now, where I had bad luck with my gambling picks last week, I had good luck with DraftKings. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I had a very good lineup. I stacked Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I had the Colts defense against the Jets. That really made it. I had a couple of really low-budget players like uh, K.J. Hamler for the Broncos. He was Mm a bare $3,000. That's the cheapest you can get a player. So I found out that DraftKings went a lot better for me because of uh, how much fantasy football I'm playing, essentially. So I wanted to talk about a couple of great values for this week for people you could play. Let's go back to what Harrison was just saying with the Texans. Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson has had a very tough go of it. He's priced at 6600 Great chance to outperform that value with this pick. His his value has taken a little bit of a hit because he hasn't been able to be Deshaun Watson against all these great teams early on. Mm-hmm. But he's a great value. That's a guy I would go after. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick. Really? Ryan Fitzpatrick's a cheaper option. He's only about 5,400, but because the Seahawks are giving up so many yards and points, they're saying start Fitz magic and roll the dice and hope you get the magic. It's definitely rolling the dice. Uh, Another great value, Daniel Jones. I wouldn't bet my money on Daniel Jones. No, but the idea with Daniel Jones is you're just so – the way you look at a DraftKings player to see if it's a good idea, you look at how much they cost and – how much they have to do to outperform that money. Mm-hmm. So the reason I started KJ Hamler wasn't because I thought Hamler was going to go off, but because at only $3,000, I thought he's going to outperform that value because yeah. he led the team in targets the week before. So Daniel Jones is a guy where you're just going to go cheap at quarterback and invest heavy at running back and wide receiver, mm-hmm. and you're just hoping that this is the week it clicks for him. I'm not recommending Daniel Jones personally. I think that Jalen Ramsey might take the ball from him. Yeah. Or the other corner that's actually been outperforming Ramsey a little bit. Or anyone else on that defense because he apparently just hands the ball to him a lot. (laughs) But as far as quarterbacks go, he's apparently a uh, low-buy candidate. Now, as far as who's great, I mean, a lot of the traditional running backs have good value this time, this week. Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara have been unstoppable. (laughs) I mean, they've been great. Yeah, they're beasts. Uh, and they're both players that people were ducking if they drafted in season long fantasy early because they, they got both, paid. Because they, because they hadn't been paid yet. And then they got paid, right? Yeah. It's like if you drafted on Tuesday, Dalvin Cook might hold out. And then if you waited till like Wednesday, he got paid. Yeah. And it's like, well, damn it. I passed on Dalvin Cook already. I'm not, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad about it. I can tell. Um, Josh Jacobs is a good value. Clyde Edwards, Elaire. I feel like he's been a great value the whole season. Elaire, yeah, nah, he uh, he could have been better last week, but yeah, no, he's been he's been as advertised. Wide receivers, just on a couple of these. If Michael Thomas is a full go, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, who has been the best wide receiver so far through the season, um, average value. At Carolina, a lot of people are going to be playing DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it, He's going to be in a lot of stacks, so it might be the week to fade him. But if you're playing in a tournament league, it might be one of those players you have to put in because if you're doing a tournament, you've got to get those big points if everyone else gets them. So if you really think Hop is going to go off like he's been doing it, mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on those points just because everyone else has them. You just want to try to grab them also and stack more at other positions. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Keenan Allen, a couple of good wide receivers. Um, Robbie Anderson. Okay. 
The Cardinals just lost to the Lions. Yeah, he's their main target. Right, so Robbie Anderson's the main target. He looks like a good value, great value. They're saying Hunter Renfro against Buffalo. I can agree with that. Hunter Renfro is he's just shifty. He gets yeah. open. He's got he's got games where he just blows up. Yeah. And Buffalo, I mean, they're gonna be focused on other receivers and I agree. Um let's talk about tight ends real quick. We don't want to talk on uh, Darren Waller, you know, had an off week. Go back to the well, Waller the baller. Trust him. Check the injury news before you start him. Some people are saying Evan Ingram is a good value. Honestly, if you're in daily fantasy, you're about to cut Evan Ingram. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're paying money to play, I don't think this is the week I'm going to trust the Giants to figure it out with Evan Ingram. Yeah. But if you're stacking Daniel Jones and you think Daniel Jones is going to work, you should also go with Evan Ingram. You should stack the two because I don't know who the hell else is going to catch those touchdowns. That's true. <laughs> if, if you think Daniel Jones is a good play, which, again, I don't, but some people do, stack his tight end with him. You know, speak with your whole chest. <laughs> so, TJ Hawkinson, mm, Jimmy Graham, like we just talked about with Nick Foles back yeah. in, his targets went up a lot. He's still pretty cheap. He's only 3800 You can get Jimmy Graham for a great value. And as far as defenses go – you want to look for somebody with opportunity. So they've got like, when I was, I was looking at what some people were saying. And I think you look at the games where a good defense can take, you know, they can take advantage of another team. Mm -hmm. So Washington, Baltimore. I mean, I, I get the concept. I get the concept, but I'm not, Picking the Redskins. No. I mean, man, I made it. I almost made it. I'm not picking the Redskins on a rebound game. Washington football team. The Washington football team. See, you fell right into the trap after I said it. (laughs) Yeah. But they're playing the Ravens, who just came off a loss. Like, I think the Ravens will destroy them. I think that your best bet is to pick a defense that you think is going to get a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the Vikings against the Texans could be a good defense to play. But we'll see. So that's your daily fantasy advice. I'm not exactly setting a whole lineup for you. That's not what our audience is here for. But I just, as I'm venturing further into DraftKings and learning this stuff, I thought, why not tell you guys? So there's a little bit of advice. I'm going to be betting uh, a a little bit of moolah myself on DraftKings this weekend. Okay. So we'll we'll check back back next week and see if I'm sad or happy. Yeah, and the plus or minus. Now it's time for a new segment we have on here. Um, I'm excited about this. Yes, we're basically giving you quick snippets of what went well, what went not so well, you know, for certain teams. We're calling it pluses and minuses. Good news, bad news. Pluses and minuses. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Pluses and minuses. Try to remember to say it. Okay. Pluses and minuses. You want? I'll do one. You do one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Eagles. A minus. They're running out of guys with names we've heard of. A plus. They didn't lose to the Bengals. That's true. <laughs> they didn't lose. They tied. Yeah. Um, which just feels like how the year is going for both of those teams. And it took every second to do that. Joe Burrow gives a presser. He says, you know, you threw for 60 times. How do you feel? He's like, terrible. We lost. Right. Plays week three. Doesn't lose and still doesn't get his first win. I know. Joe Burrow went from last season winning every game and coasting 
Now he's struggling to get a win, which if he talks to other LSU quarterbacks from years past, he's going to realize that this is closer to the real LSU experience. (laughs) Trying to get that win. All right, I have the Ravens. Their plus is that they look like a championship contender. Minus, most likely that championship's going to come in the AFC North because they're going to have to go through the Chiefs, who are their kryptonite. Yeah, the Ravens cannot beat the Chiefs. No. I mean, even in the year you expect the Ravens to... I thought the Ravens could blow the Chiefs out just the way the Chiefs have been playing. I had them winning the game. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. They looked like they were just a mediocre team going up against the Chiefs. Which of the Lamar Jackson Ravens storylines do you think is true? That they can't beat the Chiefs? Because, I mean, if you look at their numbers, I mean, this is, I mean, it is true they can't beat the Chiefs. Yeah. They've got like a large winning percentage against every team but the Chiefs. Right. Which do you think is going to haunt them more, though? That reputation or the reputation that Lamar Jackson has not won a playoff game yet? I think that they haven't won a playoff game. They don't even have to worry about the Chiefs if they can't win their first playoff game. Yeah. They're not going to play the Chiefs in the first round. Yeah, they're never going to do that. So, I mean, it's definitely that he can't win a playoff game because that ruins your whole franchise. All right, so Buffalo Bills plus they're off to a 3-0 and start. And it's the first time in – it's the first time since 1991 that the Bills are off to a 3-0 and start two years in a row. Okay. The minus, even if they make the playoffs, history isn't on their side. The Bills have not won a playoff game since 1995. So the Bills still are a September team. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to downplay their accomplishments, but let's wait and see the Bills do it in October and November before we really start getting excited. Right. I mean, some people, some parts of Bills Mafia are already like, we are going to win the Super Bowl. We're the best. Yeah, let's see him play a team like the Chiefs or Ravens first. Like Lamar Jackson, win a playoff game. Yeah. Talk to us after you win one playoff game at least. Mm-hmm. Look how hard it was for Deshaun Watson to get the Texans to win a game. You know what I'm saying? It took that whole game. I know. They had to come back in the second half, down 16 nothing. He already got a new contract, and they just finally got to the point where they got one playoff win. One playoff win. <laughs> Not great. Nope. I have the Packers. They're positive. It's also that they're off to a three and a start. They've won two division games. They beat the Saints on Monday Night Football. Right. Breaking news. I don't know if it's breaking news. Okay. It's been confirmed that there will be an NFC Championship game this year. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Packers fans. You're going to have to play that game. I appreciate that joke, but we're totally going to play that back if COVID cancels the season. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cursed it right here. You, you heard it at first here on 10 minute warning. The entire season's going to go until the NFC championship and then kaput. They'll finish the AFC championship and then it'll just get canceled. Hey, at least they'll finish the season with a win. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay. My plus, they're still second in the AFC West. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Minus. A bunch of players might catch COVID because they went to a charity event without masks on. Tell me about this. I didn't hear this. Yes. So the Raiders team, after all the news of the Vikings and the Titans, and now the Titans game being moved, a bunch of Raiders players were seen on social media or somewhere at this charity event, and they weren't wearing masks or social distancing. Uh People flipped out. 
Derek Carr has been issuing, you know, saying disappointed apologies, I think. I don't remember if Derek Carr was with them or not, mm-hmm. but leave it to the Raiders to start off 2-1 and one and then put everybody in a situation where their whole team might catch COVID. Are they expecting any, like, fines from it? or? Last I heard they hadn't, but they're talking about making some serious – I mean, there's talk of draft picks being taken if people don't follow these reg- wow. uh, restrictions. I mean, that that's serious. That's serious. Yeah. I mean, you know, for NFL fans, take the team's money all you want. Take our draft picks. Now the fan base is pissed. So, like, that's when you cross over from pissing off management to pissing off fans. So, um, let's roll back the Raiders. Good news, the Raiders lost last week. <laughs> they have a two-game lead on the Broncos. That's the bad news. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Okay. Last one I have is the 49ers. Our good news is that they've won their last two games, even despite all these injuries. The bad news is they've had all these injuries. Yeah. They're playing with their literal first preseason game roster because no one's healthy. Wow. They are actually negotiating with Jerry Rice. Just like, come on, please come play on, any please position. Come back. He's like, no, I don't want to tear my ACL. You know, Jerry Rice is number one on that all-time receptions list. Oh, really? By, by, a, Larry, by a lot. In front of Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah. So Larry Fitzgerald probably won't pass him. Larry Fitzgerald, he better become Tom Brady old. If he wants to pass him, that's all I'm saying. He's going to have a uphill battle. Yeah. Okay. So because of when we are filming the podcast right now, um, the Thursday night game has not happened. The Broncos and jets, which I'm so sick of everybody complaining about after Tuesday night's presidential debate, just be happy. It's a football game. Okay. Yeah. At least it'll be some type of control or sense of unity. A ref has never lost control like that moderator. Yeah. But we don't know how the Thursday night game ended. You do, if you're watching this video or if you were listening to us in an audio format. Most likely, unless we are edit extraordinaires, the game has happened and you know the results. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to try to do here on 10-Minute Warning is we're going to try to predict predict what's going to happen where you can, in real time, see if we're wrong. Oh, this should be good. <laughs> yeah. The cards are stacked against us. Yeah. And let's roll. Uh-huh. I think... When I checked the line last, the Jets were favored by two. Yeah. People were joking all week about how the Broncos were visiting the Jets, and the Jets are so bad that with the Broncos' like third-string quarterback in, the Jets were still not favored. Well, that joke got made too many times. Mm-hmm. The Jets are favored, and I actually think the Jets have a better shot at winning this game than my Broncos. I think this could be a breakout game for Sam Darnold, and it could be his only breakout game. I think he's still going to have trouble with the Broncos' corners a little bit. Yeah. Because he doesn't have the weapons. But I just feel like Adam Gase is going to... So the reason I think that the Jets will win has nothing to do with their players, believe it or not. You think they got to prove something? Adam Gase, the coach for the Jets, for those of you that don't know, they might have talked about this on the Thursday night broadcast, but he was on... The Broncos. He was the offensive coordinator um, the year they set. They had the record-setting offense with Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. 50 touchdown year and stuff like that. Um, Adam Gates was the OC. Ever since he left Denver, I'm not exactly sure why, him and John Elway. But it's just friction. Um, 
the last time Adam Gase played the Broncos, Dolphins head coach, Dolphins were up like 33-9 to and kicked an onside kick. <laughs> like just to rub it in John Elway's face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Adam Gase has bad blood with him. Okay. And there were early reports from some people with microphones that Gase was playing for his job. If he loses to the Broncos, that he's going to be fired. I've heard that. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, who I trust, has come out and said that's not the case. They think that um, firing Gase this early would send a signal to the team they were quitting, mm-hmm. and it would stunt the development of Sam Darnold. So whatever fans think of Adam Gase and how he has been as a head coach, and arguably he's like the new Hugh Jackson where he hasn't won any games, but so people just keep saying, give him time, give him time, give him time. Mm-hmm. But – they seem to think that Adam Gase is the guy to develop Sam Darnold, and they're trying to make sure they at least get Sam Darnold to a point with him. So I don't think he's going to get fired. I think the Jets have a really good shot to win this game. I do too. It, it hurts me to say this, that the Jets could win, but I'm still picking the Broncos. I can't do it. I'm yeah. picking the Broncos. I am... Picking the Broncos, too. Yes! I actually am. I think the Broncos, even though they have quarterback troubles right now, because they're on, what's his name? Thigpen. Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon, the nephew of Mark Rippon, who yeah. got the Redskins a Super Bowl. I don't think the Broncos' offense really as much goes around the quarterback, if that makes sense. Like They yeah. can run the ball a lot and still be successful. If the Jets can't stop Melvin Gordon, they have a lot better chance. I don't know if Philip Lindsay is going to play. It seemed unlikely earlier today that he mm-hmm. was going to play turf toe. Right. Um, they said unlikely, but there's going to be a conversation pregame. If Philip Lindsay gets into the game, Brett Rippon just has to throw on third down because yeah. they could just run Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay into the ground until the Jets are defeated. And that's where that's where I think that separates them from the Jets a little bit. The Jets kind of. They don't have any athletes at receiver or at running back, whereas the Broncos do. They got Jerry Jury. They got KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon, possibly Philip Lindsay. Let's see who the inactives are for this. If Jamison Crowder plays, that really gives me um, – that makes me nervous. Yeah. He's a pretty good athlete. I mean, well, because they don't have any other wide receivers, really. I mean, Brashard Perriman, Yeah, out. he's out. He's been out for the last couple of weeks. And, you know – they got a couple of questionables. Jamison Crowder's questionable. Jamison Jamison Crowder questionable. Makai Becton questionable. I mean Chris Hogan questionable. questionable. So we really have to see which Jets team is going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if they show up with Chris Hogan and uh, what was his name? <laughs> exactly. Just Jamison them. Crowder. Jamison Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> it was on my mind and it just slipped. That's the best way to describe the Jets wide receiver situation. Oh, Who? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard Hogan's name in so long that I still think of Hogan's heroes when I hear his name. Now. The only reason I've heard of his name because he was on the Panthers last year and really did nothing <laughs> after the Patriots. This time hey, don't put that against him. None of the Panthers did anything last year except Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, yeah, if they bring in more wide receivers, then the Broncos are still missing A.J. Boye, their top mm-hmm. corner. And, uh, you know... It's going to be ugly. Uh, yeah. I think this could be 
it's going to be such a bad game that it's going to look good because the score is going to be close. Okay, I'm going to film my two reactions for the game, win and lose, okay? Okay. All right, Broncos win. This is the best they're going to look all year. <laughs> you know, they've got a long, hard-fought battle, but they can get some wins in the AFC West. They can maybe get one of those wild-card spots and get into the playoffs if Drew Locke can get back for next game. All right, now let's do if the Broncos lost. Ready? That was very out there. Okay. <laughs> All right, now let's do the Broncos losing, right? Yeah. This is terrible. That We've lost so many games. Tank for Trevor. Four games down. Trevor's becoming a real – I mean, if they lose to the Jets, mm-hmm. if the Broncos go down to the Jets, they have to play the Chiefs twice still. Yep. That's – a. Forget their other games. That's almost like at least five guaranteed losses. Mm-hmm. I love the Broncos, but they have not beat the Chiefs in years. Yeah. Those years. Will not, those will not be two victories. Years. So they would be at best 10 and six. They'd have to win every other game and be 10 and six mm-hmm. in a year where a virus could take them off the field. Yep. Ah. 2020 is not y'all's year. We'll see. Yeah, it's not. It's 2020 is not anybody's year. No. I have a really sneaking suspicion that the Chiefs are going to keep playing this way and just waltz on in. Yeah. I mean, they just look. They look unstoppable. Yeah, because they look. You know what they look like? They look like the only team that got to have practice. Mm -hmm. That's what they look like. Yeah, they're connecting with all their receivers. Patrick Mahomes is hitting everyone. It's not just like he's got one target. Everyone else is still imp- oh, not just one target. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, Eric Fisher, offensive lineman. That was awesome. I'm, he, I know you don't think so, but that was awesome. I remember when that guy got drafted. No, yeah, that was that was cool. I guess you yeah. know what it wasn't cool for was fantasy owners. Andy Reid, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Are you kidding me? Tyreek Hill owners out there. Yeah. Sammy Watkins owners. Mikel yeah. Hardman. Clyde Edwards Elair. And then he's just going to throw it to the offensive tackle. Are you kidding me? Got to spice it up a little bit. Fisher is the first first overall pick to catch a touchdown since Keyshawn Johnson. Wow. Who's been retired so long. He had a long stint on a Sunday afternoon countdown or whatever it's called yeah. on ESPN with Boomer. NFL countdown. Yeah, NFL countdown. Yeah. I like made a much worse name. <laughs> and then... And then he's done with that already, and he's been revamped by ESPN into another show. He's on like some sort of radio show now. Yeah, like that's how long it's been. Because usually, if you go first overall, you are throwing the passes or sacking the pass catchers or blocking or yeah or blocking, not yeah. catching. Yeah. So, yeah, the Chiefs look unstoppable. But tonight's game should be good. Yeah, I mean, kind of, well, not really. No, the two teams are evenly matched thanks to injury. Yeah, that's why I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I hope it's at least a good game. Yeah. I hope uh I hope everyone on the NFL network picks the Jets and I hope they look just as stupid as they did last week when they picked uh the mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> mustache over beard. Yeah, mustache over beard. Beard one. Beard one. What a surprise. Yeah. Gotta have the beard. Okay. Well, that's it for ten minute warning. Yeah. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're